best guy now. I'm a best guy now. Welcome back to Fold in the Cheese. It's your boy, K Troll, on the mic today, and we are previewing the divisional round of the playoffs, and I am joined today by the Hurley to my Sawyer. It's flat, and it stinks. Can you get it to work? Do you know what's wrong? Chill out. Let the man do his thing. Dude, that beer's been sitting there since before Rocky Three, Maybe even two. It's probably poisoned by now. Skeletor seems to like it. Bottoms up. It's not cool, dude. That guy had a mom, a family, and friends. Oh, and a name. Not Skeletor, it's Roger Workman. It's Workman, you blockhead. That's his job. He was a Dharma janitor. That's right. We're talking loss today. Ethan Gelfan, what's happening, Hugo? Like, there are so many people from Lost that, you know, we could both be. Of course, there's, like, Jack and Sawyer, like, the two, like, alpha males. And you give me Hurley. Don't get me wrong. I love Hurley. Me some is Hurley is awesome. I do love me some Hurley. Spoiler alert. He's the final protector of the island. Love him. Uh, everybody listen, loves Hurley. What are you talking I mean, about? Everybody. Actually, wasn't there an episode called, like, Everybody Hates Hugo? <laughs> Maybe, but <laughs> maybe loves the guy. He's the most liked, probably the most liked character in the entire show, wouldn't you say? True. Yeah. Was and Charlie up there? Or was Charlie divisive. Charlie, uh, you know what? I'm on the I'm on the didn't like Charlie camp. So really? yeah. Okay. So I I'm but like, I love Hurley. Who didn't? I mean, you're right. Everyone did love Hurley. But yeah, you shut you. your mouth. Shut hey, your mouth, you, you whiner. You watch it. I'm gonna throw some haunted numbers at you and have a meteor crash into your restaurant. I mean, he was the reason. He was tied to the numbers for sure. Yeah, true. I also made a golf oh. course, which was fun. Yeah, there you go. What did you do? You read, tried to read a lot. You yeah, I needed, ate fish biscuits. You needed glasses. Lame. <laughs> I did. Uh, we can't all have that, was... that 2015 vision of yours or whatever you have. <laughs> Wait, do you wear contacts? I can't remember. No, I do not. Oh, there you go. I'm you glasses good, free. You, I'm a 2020 man. Vision. Yeah. Well done. Yeah, how about that? Good look at you in your vest. I know. Looking, uh, that's a new look for you. Pretty sharp. I'm a vest guy now, I think. You're a vest guy uh, now. Yeah. What's that little button there on the chest? What's that all so about? This is actually a heated vest. So shout out to my mother-in-law, Lori Seagert, for this was the Seagert Secret Santa. And so she had me. And this got me this nice heated vest. So I'm actually pretty pumped. Uh, That's pretty dope. For like trick-or-treating when it's cold out, put this sucker on. It's going to be great. Take dog for the walk. It's going to be awesome. Oh, he's doing something over there. Yep. There he is. That's where you went? You went to trick-or-treating? <laughs> trick-or-treating. Yeah, you know, like for trick-or-treating, I could wear it. Yeah. It's also just very stylish. I could just wear this to weddings and other. That's what I was thinking. Business attire. I was thinking to business meetings. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. And I'll be super warm. Very good. Well, I'm glad to hear that. Dude, my, my freaking laptop is getting yanked off of the table. Um, <laughs> one of the adapters. It's got my my second screen. It's a whole thing. Uh, uh, a, a tragedy of spoils here over there. You have so, uh, my second and third screens, my double backup generator over here. My I've got so many screens. Lights. I've got screens for days. I got those umbrella lights in the back. So you can get the good lighting. I mean, I'm sorry, man. 
to, to the all your spoils. It's tattled. My first spoils. world. I got a Bloomberg terminal over here so I can watch the markets. You get the you little know. old school ticker with a stock market. It's just what was on those tickers, or just like those printed were... paper. What do you mean on the other? You mean the tickers at the bottom? No, like I'm thinking old school. Maybe I just learned this from TV shows or movies. But like I feel like in all these financial institutions and all these like stock market movies and shows, they would literally have this printer and it was just printing off this ticker tape. And it's like, oh, let's see what's going on. Oh, stocks went through the roof. I'm like, what? What, are they, what does it even say on there? Like, where is this coming from? <laughs> it's, it's probably, I don't know for sure. Um, I'd have to see a, one of those scenes. It's probably just a listing of all the, either the companies in the S&P 500 and just, up or down you know like plus whatever minus whatever it's probably something like that or it's like a it could be a graph i don't know then someone pulls out a monocle and their top hat's like oh looks like gas is up today it's five cents and then that's <laughs> that's where you go yep that is, <laughs> that is that's exactly how that worked <laughs> this is literally the stuff that goes through my mind <laughs> like it just kind of pings and pongs at different times we're, we're, we're gonna talk to you about investing uh after the show <laughs> yep let me let me get out my ticker tape and my old typewriter and then we'll talk investing and the gas prices and uh we'll talk yeah maybe we'll have an uh, fitc special on uh investopedia <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh Okay, well, anyway, um, we are talking Lost in Trivia today, and we're going to get to NFL, but we don't have a ton to talk about, so I'd just like to mention Lost is one of our favorite shows of all time, and yeah. we both shared a lot of Lost experience together because we started watching in college. We did. And I, I always remember going into your dorm room and just binging the hell out of the show. Um, all the lights off. It's oh, a yeah. dark show anyway. Hard to even see half of the stuff. Got to set tone. It would be like the most exciting part of the day, you know, it's like go to class and like finish, go to Ethan's room and watch Lost. Well, like, and that's, and again, it's, this is back in our day, but it's literally back in our days. You literally had to wait so long for like these shows to come out. And especially if there's a week layoff or two weeks, you couldn't just like save them up. This was before DVR. This is before all this stuff. So if you missed it that week, you were screwed because what, what else were you going to do? So they might it play the be... last week's episode before the current episode. Sometimes they would do that, but sometimes not always. So you literally had to like, it, that's why it was an event. So we would literally have watching like, okay, Hey, eight, nine o'clock. Let, let's go. We, I don't care if you're in the middle of a paper or an online test, which didn't exist yet, but uh, you got to stop because <laughs> it's, it's lost. Uh, yeah. So here's what I remember. Um, we got into the show by, I think it was, I think they had already started the second season, maybe the yeah. third even. But we exactly. so we binged, we binged the first one, bought that on DVD and binged it. And yes. that's what I remember that first. So that was like, I mean, it was like yes. four episodes, five episodes a day. And it, and it yeah. were 21 or something episodes per season. I mean, there are a lot of episodes and they're all like an hour or an hour 15 of full time, you know? Yep. <clears throat> and then the show would come on, I think on Wednesdays, either Mondays or Wednesdays. I think it was Wednesdays because I think we used to always play pong on wednesdays we'd play beer pong and i feel like we were always using the lounge where we would would host our beer pong uh we we're always using the lounge to, to watch, watch lost <laughs> and it was like nine o'clock and we didn't start pong until 10 30 and normally anyway but like nine o'clock we'd be watching lost and we'd be like everyone shut up and like we only we're only gonna have 30 minutes to set up pong afterwards but <laughs> nine to ten we were watching lost in everyone the lounge shut up. Everyone stop during commercials you can go set up the tables or get you know get the punch made or whatever but like 
we were watching Lost in the lounge because the yep. only big screen TV we had was just one of those like rolling, huge back, <laughs> big old butt. Big, it was like probably like a 50 inch TV, but it was it felt big. It was just like a huge 300 pound thing. It was a big deal. It was yeah. a beast. And of course, I mean, just the iconic previously on Lost, like best intro. And by the way, again, this is where my mind goes. Did you know <laughs> that? So, you know, it's now just common that all TV shows say last time on whatever show you're watching. And it gives you like that one minute recap. It actually started and I could be wrong, but I just remember watching something about it. So the X-Men uh, cartoon show, remember the 90s yeah. the cartoon? Yeah. One of the greatest cartoons of all time. They actually were the first to start doing that because the animators were like, we only have enough like story for episodes, like 18 minutes. It's like, how can we get those last like two minutes? It's like, Let's just recap the last episode. I was like, previously on X Men, and then it shows like the last, like two minutes of the last episode, like perfect. So that's and then it's like a blank screen for like seven seconds because they're like, and now we're ready to start. Now we're ready. <laughs> they also had a great theme song that was like a minute and a half. So they were just, how can we get some out of here? Can we get as little actual television in here as possible? Yep. Interesting. So I, like say, I didn't know that was uh, the case, and it may not be, but it sounds. Sounds like you saw it somewhere in a docu docu series at some point. Sixty percent of the time, I'm a hundred percent correct. So yeah, true, true enough. Yeah. All right. Well, X Men TV show, cartoon, cartoon, harkens back to our childhood. Very good. <laughs> um, we didn't we didn't watch Lost weekly for the next five seasons or whatever, and then Jamie and I bought the DVDs, complete season, complete series. Re have rewatched it twice since college. Nice. Wow. Which we okay. did in Atlanta. It was like I mean, it would it took us. And we would watch like three episodes a night. This is after work, you know, pre-kids. Let's get home, eat dinner, and watch Lost. We watch like three or four episodes a night. And it would just it still took us like months to get oh, through yeah. that. <laughs> well, I think you lent us uh because Kirsten had never seen it, never saw it when it was originally out, had never seen yeah. a single episode. And I think you honestly sent us because I had season one, um, and that was it. So I think you sent us season the rest of the series when you were mm -hmm. done with it. And yeah, we did the same kind of thing. I think we might have had Addison, but uh, just we'd watch one or two episodes a night and just knocked it all out. And that was just great. Uh, I'm impressed that Kirsten got through it, honestly. I'm so shocked. am I. Because that's 120 something episodes of TV I, and each one being an hour. I'm a little shocked. I am actually very shocked, too. And especially with some of those seasons, like what? <laughs> like, where are we now? <laughs> Um, season three and four kind of fell off the rails a little bit so yeah but so yeah i and i would i would actually wager that might have been when you guys were dating or early married because she was still trying it to early with it was being early marriage. To watch those yeah yeah early marriage uh, nowadays she's like i ain't got time for that and you no. know <laughs> she's like, i'm good 20 minutes man i'm, yeah. <laughs> I'm done yeah fair okay well yeah. Um, let's get to the NFL because we've got some pretty exciting games coming up this weekend and we are in the divisional round. And so some of the upsets that happened in wildcard weekend carrying through the divisional round, we'll see if they happen again. I mean, I think there's any, anybody's guess, honestly, yeah. I'm looking at a picture here of Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley and they look like they're up to something. I don't know. They, look <laughs> like they, they might want to try and win this game. So, uh, starting things off Saturday afternoon, we've got my Jags. Heading to Kansas City to take on the Chiefs. The Chiefs are an eight and a half point last I checked on DraftKings. Ooh. Favorite, what say you? Man, that's that's a big spread. And it's spread. probably fair. Do you, honestly, I should have looked this up before we started. What was the score the last time they played? Because they played earlier this year. Was it a debacle? I can't remember. 
Uh, I don't think it was a debacle. Uh, I think okay. the Jags got got run out, but it was close most of the game. 27-17. Right. Right. What was it? 27-17? Yeah. That's not bad. Yeah. That's probably in their like little swoon too. So, I mean, here's the thing. What's what's we the Jags have shown at this point they're YOLOing, playing with house of money, as we talked about last episode. So it's just like, hey, we're here. You got nothing to lose, which is a great way to go into a game because you're not you shouldn't be tight. You know, it's gonna be going into a tough place. You're going to Arrowhead, as we always talked about, one of the toughest places to play. Um, but on the flip side, you look at the Chiefs and what they've done this year is spectacular. Everyone thought this was gonna be a little bit of a down year for them and their offense, especially after losing Tyreek. Who's going to be the number one guy? Even the running game was a little suspect. And they just said, screw you guys. We're even better than we were. I threw more at Mahomes threw more yards and touchdowns than he did with Tyreek. So it's just like, screw you guys. But what's been a little concerning about the Chiefs of late is that they've had close games with crappy teams. Like they kept the Broncos in it. You know, they've they've been winning, yeah. but it hasn't been pretty. And obviously the defense has been a little bit of the Achilles heel. It's not like it's bad. It's just, it's not great. It's middle of the road. And so that's why teams have kind of been sticking in there. So the fact that Jaguars are coming in, I think this is going to be a close game. Um, I mean, I know eight and a half, if you look at it, it's like, well, they covered that the first time. When you look at a spread like that, you think that's huge, but really it's like, okay, it's just more than a touchdown. And yeah. if, if the Jags are within a touchdown heading into the fourth quarter, they're ecstatic. Like this is true exactly True. where we want to be so I, I feel like the the spreads are a little deceiving at times i know it's for betting purposes um i think it, i think it's gonna be a fun game and i think it's gonna be an offensive showdown uh and i think it's gonna be close so i, I am gonna go with the chiefs but i'm excited to see what the jags can do yeah i i feel like sometimes the spreads are kind of a combination of people who think this to your point if they win, they could, they should and could very easily win by more than seven. They should win right. by, you know, 10, 14, whatever. But there's also a, <clears throat> a subset of people who pick the Jags money line. And when they do that, it brings the spread down. And, and not only is that a good bet because it's positive odds and it's such a big long shot, um, but there's a chance they, they have some magic going, you know, honestly. Yeah. And so I don't, I don't know that most people would say they think the Chiefs will win by like four, you know. I think if the Chiefs win, this is pure speculation. But I think <laughs> if the Chiefs win, it's probably like the Jags probably run out of steam and the Chiefs just cruise, you know, like a 10 plus point victory mm-hmm. um, if the Chiefs win. But there's there's also that part of my brain, too. It's like Jags are on fire, man. And they, they've got something special going. Doug Peterson is a hell of a coach. So is Andy Reid. Mm-hmm. And um, if anyone's going to pull off this upset, of this magnitude. I mean, I think the right. Bengals and the Bills are, are as good at teams as the Chiefs, if not even better. But if anyone's going to pull off an upset like this, the Jags is the team to do it. You know, they've done it before. So, okay. I so, know, I know, the, uh, I know this isn't kind of maybe on the same level, but last year, Bengals going to Arrowhead in the divisional round, or no, that was the AFC Championship game. Excuse me. Uh, would you consider that the same level, or would you say the Bengals were a better team than the Jaguars are right now? The last Bengals, because um, they were ten and seven, it's know, pretty they, similar. But the Bengals are a better team. The Bengals are a better it. team. Their defense was was better at this point. All the Jaguars' defense has been getting better. The Bengals' defense last year, for whatever reason, different than this year. I mean, their defense became pretty elite second half of the season, and um, and like Burrow and Lawrence, like obviously Burrow's got a year on him, as you could argue he's better, but maybe he's not. I don't know. He's probably better than Lawrence right now. I'm fine conceding that. The 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 
Jaguars don't have a Jamar Chase. <laughs> they don't yeah. even have a T. Higgins, honestly. Yeah. So, like, they, from a weapon standpoint, I think they have Tyler Boyd. Or more dangerous. <laughs> yeah, they do have three Tyler Boyds. <laughs> from, from, a, from a weapon standpoint, the Bengals are definitely more dangerous, and I think their defense is better. So, I wasn't as shocked by that. Um, but the Jaguars are, you know, I think they're, I think Peterson's a better coach, honestly, than Zach Taylor. So, maybe they've got that edge. Zach Attack? Come on Zach on. Taylor's a great coach. Doug Peterson is is elite. Ooh. So I'm looking through the um, I'm looking through the Chiefs' last several games, and to your point, they've left some they've let some teams hang around. Like the Broncos twice caught them between six points, and that's that's divisional, man. You know that you know these teams really well. They've played Mahomes 10, 12 times at this point. Um, they the defense knows him. That's a good defense too. The Texans were the surprise. That's the game that went. Yeah, they were very close overtime. Um, that was shocking. That went to overtime. Um, they lost to the Bing- they lost at the Bengals by three, which is respectable. Uh, but then they, I mean, they beat the Seahawks by 14. They crushed the Raiders, which they always do. Um, although they only beat the Raiders by one early in the season. But they beat but how far back are you going? Well, the, the Raiders' the last game they played was, um, oh, you know uh, what? Well, well, the Raiders yeah. are playing with Jared Stidham. And... Yeah, the Raiders, they beat by 18 at, in, in uh, Vegas. Yeah. So, I don't know. I mean, I think they, they got hot the second half of the season with the only loss being at Cincinnati. And then other than that, they won 12 out of 13, basically. So uh, you're right, though. Mahomes is finding a way to get it done, and it's surprising me every every week um, that he's been as good as he has, and that he's throwing four touchdowns to people. I'm like, who are you throwing these to? You know, yeah. but it's like Michael Hardman, Jarrett McKinnon, Kadarius Tony is starting to come on a little bit. Which watch out for him in the playoffs for real. Um, so I got to go with the Chiefs as well. But uh, man, I I honestly would say Chiefs minus eight and a half. I think they'll I think they'll cover that spread too. Or else they'll lose. <laughs> I don't think it'll be a four-point game. I'm just the Chiefs are either going to win or they'll lose. <laughs> they'll either win or lose. Take it to the bank. <laughs> Take it. Book it. Okay. All right. Well, moving on. So we we took the Chiefs, and Kemper says they could win or lose, but he's going with the Chiefs. Uh, so moving on to the next one on Saturday, you got the Giants, the upstart Giants, upsetting those Vikes in the first round. Who? I don't know. I guess people weren't really calling it an upset because everyone was picking them to win. Uh, going to the Eagles, who have looked more mortal than they did in the first half of the season. So what, what's going to happen? They look pretty shaky. So when they played the Eagles at home, they got smoked. When they played the Eagles in Philly with all their backups, they lost by six. I don't, I don't know what to make of that. Um, the Giants have been – they started hot in the season, cooled off a lot won just enough games to get in and obviously look great last week. Um, I think they can, they're going to give the Eagles all they want. This is another one of those. These teams know each other. Well, this is, you're going to have to beat this team three times in a season, which we've talked about is tough, not impossible, but tough to do. Um, The Giants scheme pretty well. That's one thing that I think they have an advantage on is they don't have the talent to beat the Eagles, but they do scheme well. And Adoree Jackson being back is a big deal. And Adoree versus AJ Brown is going to be really interesting to me because they played together in Tennessee I really want to see that. Um, so I'm I'm curious to see if they can handle AJ Brown and if and or if Adoree stays on Devontae Smith. Um, he's a speedster, smaller. Adoree would match up size wise and speed wise with him pretty well. So we'll see. We'll see what happens here. Um, I'm nervous about the Eagles. I'm nervous about the Eagles. <laughs> for for our listeners who are not watching, he just puts his hand on the side like. Huh. <sighs> <sighs> I don't want to make a pick because I'm nervous about the Eagles, man. I really am. So um, I got to stick with Jalen because I love Jalen and I think they can get it done. But 
I am not surprised at all if the Giants win this game, and I'm not surprised at all if they cover seven and a half either. So I think, that, unlike the other game, I think this will be a close game either way. I think I think one team wins by three or four. I'm going to pick the Eagles, but um, I don't want to count out the Giants. Yeah, uh, I I agree with basically everything you said, and the one thing that's a little concerning for me because obviously the offense was going to take a hit when Jalen went down, and we obviously saw they, they lost two games with Gardner in there. One against a good Cowboys team, it was a shootout. They had a chance to win, they couldn't pull it off. Um, but the disappointing thing was the defense a little bit, and that was one of the big things that had carried them 100% through the first half of the season. They were almost the stout defense and all that. And again, it, it's kind of letting them down. Again, they gave up a lot of points to the Cowboys. Uh, they gave up some points to the depleted Giants. I mean, again, only went by six, and that was with a banged-up Jalen Hurts playing. So that, honestly, the thing that was troubling me was the defense. But I think Jalen getting that extra week of rest, uh, he shouldn't have played against the Giants, but because he said he is really hurt out there. Yeah. Uh, but I think this is where the Giants kind of Cinderella kind of ends. They had a great season. No one expected them to be here. Brian Dable got them way farther than anyone expected in year one. I think he was even like, oh, crap. Does this mean now we have to actually do something in the playoffs? Um, I think he's did already. He's like, I was hoping to get a high draft pick after I've yeah, been right. a year. And now I'm going to draft a quarterback, but now we yeah. got to pay Daniel Jones. Uh, yep. So I think this is kind of where it ends. I think it's going to be brutal. As you said, these are divisional divisional games. They, it's tough to beat a team three times. It's going to be gross, but I think the Eagles will win. I think it'll be a slugfest. I do I do have a feeling, and and call it what you will, I have a feeling Jalen's going to come out on fire. I mean, I think, I think Jalen's going to look like a completely different player than he did the last time you saw him. I think he's going to look like early season Jalen. And I... My, I mean, just to you know psychologically i think he's tired of hearing people question him at this point he's right. a gamer he's tough as hell um i i think he's gonna come out and he's gonna look really good really sharp yeah. i hope so. personally i hope so i don't want to see a i don't want any asterisks i don't want any like oh if he was healthy you know just True. like jk dobbins if we had lamar we would have beaten the bank like all right whatever i don't want any of that get out of here all right, so speaking of the Bengals, uh, uh, the Bengals and Bills. This is the game, man. This is the one. Bengals are going to Buffalo this time to take on the Bills. It will be an emotional game for sure. I've heard some rumors about they may try and get DeMar Hamlin on the field with T. Higgins pregame, which would be – I would just be a freaking mess <laughs> if I saw that. <laughs> I would be I would, I would be like watching a, one of those military guys come home and surprise his family at a baseball game. Like I would just be just like, yeah. Pops um, out. pops out of the bill costume like oh shit <laughs> oh my god so you've got the bills are minus five and a half at home which i was stunned by yeah um that's a lot what do you think what do you think here man i'll tell you what if the Bengals had put on a better performance against the ravens i would have been highly inclined to pick the Bengals here just because they had been on a roll second half and even when they played the bills for the very short time they did they looked good just the first drive they scored the touchdown and Man, if they're if they're firing, they're firing. I think honestly, they're a well a more well-rounded offense. And the only reason I say it is, I, th- I think Josh Allen is definitely still above Joe Burrow a little bit. But with a Jamar Chase, a T Higgins as your number two, like okay, you you say Stephon Diggs to Jamar Chase kind of cancel each other out. T Higgins is definitely better than a Gabe Davis. Although playoff Gabe Davis is kind of showing, hey, don't forget about playoff Gabe Davis. But then you got your Tyler Boyd. <laughs> Cole hey, Beasley, man. though. You got Cole Beasley back. Yeah, got Cole Beasley. You got a touchdown last Tyler. week. <laughs> so I don't know. There's just something about Joey Burrow just has ice in his veins. And 
man i don't know this is an awesome game and it's too bad this is in the divisional round uh it just sucks that there are three teams in the afc that have a legitimate shot and should represent the afc um man you give some analysis before i make a pick <laughs> okay so this is exactly like last year when the bills went to kansas city yeah and you're like that should have been the afc championship and then of course the Bengals came through and beat up and beat everybody you know it was like why are they in the Super Bowl? I thought that Bill, <laughs> the, the Bills Chiefs game would have, would have decided it. Um, so it's the same anticipation, the same excitement. Um, I don't know that I agree that Josh Allen is above Joe Burrow personally. I know he's been there a couple years longer, but I don't know. He still he still can be mistake prone. He's got his oh, yeah. the, the, the major difference is his legs. Obviously, he's a much better runner than Burrow. So like that is an X factor. But I think from just a pure passing standpoint, I don't think he's better than Burrow. Um, so, and, and I think Jamar chase is better than Stefan Diggs, honestly, um, at least from like a talent perspective. Now Diggs is refined and crisp and all that, but I think, I think chase is an like that raw Jamar chase, that raw talent. Yeah. I would take chase Diggs, Higgins, a uh, Boyd Davis, probably. Oh, probably okay. Yeah. Boyd I, I think Boyd is a, is a really underrated receiver and he's only a number three because they've got Higgins. Those two. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, um, I, I, I'm trying to, I'm trying to just like logic this game and everything else, but it's so hard to take the emotion out of it. You know, it's so hard to take that. And what does that do? You know, does that, does that make this bills team destined for a super bowl win? I would love to see it. I really would. Does it, is it too much for them? And the Bengals at Burrow is not going to be flapped. I mean, he's going to no. be on point and to your point, ice, ice in his veins, you're going to have to come out with your best game to win this game. The Bengals aren't going to give it to you. So you're either jacked up and playing out of your mind for DeMar or you're emotionally tight and not as focused as you should be. And if you give them a window, the Bengals will beat you. So you got to make your pick. I gave uh, you the analysis. You know what? <laughs> uh, I appreciate the announcement. That's all you need, right there. That's all I needed. Yeah, I just needed some time. The Bengals are either going to win or lose, <laughs> just like the Jags and/or Chiefs. Um, the, the one thing that made me a little nervous about the Bills is, you know, you look last week against the Dolphins; they go up seventeen to nothing, and you think game is over already. The Dolphins came back and took the lead, and I know you could say the same thing about the Bengals. That I don't think the Ravens ever let, or they did lead, but it it was close throughout. You know, so that kind of just showed me the Bengals weren't playing their best throughout, you know. But with the Bills, came out hot, took a huge nosedive, yeah. had to fight back to, to scrape for that win. So, honestly, I think I'm going to give the slight edge to the Cats here, to the Bengals. The Bengals. Yep. So Call these are crazy. two teams that we're both looking forward to this week. I think we knew that was going to happen, and it's exactly what showed up on the field last week. You saw two teams that weren't at their best because I think they thought they would steamroll their opponents. There are also two teams that played divisional rivals yep. for the third time last week. You know, yeah. So, it's like again, those games get squirrely. So that's, I think, what we saw as a, the product on the field. Fair. Is Skylar Thompson, though? Anyway. No, I'm with hey Tyler Huntley. I mean, they, they were a Tyler Huntley dive from the three yard line away from losing that game, I know. You know, or and at least going I, down. You I know, mean, that's what I said. Both teams, anyway, they didn't uh, look great. So, who, didn't who, look who great. are you picking Bills? You picking Bills? I'm not taking Bills minus five and a half. I'll tell you that. We're not picking uh, spread. So, just I think that, I think that spread is crazy to me. That is crazy. Um, 
man, I, I think logically, I really think the Bengals are going to win this game, but I have tr- I just can't pick against them, man. I'm going with DeMar. I'm going with the Bills. Let's go. Logically. <laughs> so you're, you're going on pure emotion. That's fair. That's I'm going fine. on pure emotion because if they're going to win, that's how they're going to do it. Which is totally fine. That's all yeah. good. I like it. Yeah. Okay. I sure wore my DeMar shirt today. <laughs> yeah. What the heck? Because uh, if they lose, then you can't wear it. I'll wear it on sun- Saturday. Sunday, <laughs> there you go. Day. All right, and then we got the boys who just crushed, absolutely crushed the Bucks, going to the Niners who just crushed the Seahawks. What you got? Yeah, uh, Niners are currently last I checked four point favorite here. Um, this this is a hard one to pick because like that Cowboys team last week looked unstoppable, could win the whole thing, you know. Yeah. Um, but that that Cowboys team doesn't show up every week, and so that inconsistency has me concerned. The Niners have been showing up every week. And so I'm going Niners in this game without a ton of analysis. I can give you as much as you want, but like I think the Niners are are on a complete hot streak right now. And they are destined in my book, they're destined to go to probably Philadelphia um, or maybe even to the Super Bowl. So I got the Niners in this one. Yeah, I too have the Niners again, just because you spoke of the inconsistency of the Cowboys. You're right. If the if that last week Cowboys team shows up, they could win this whole thing. Because the defense looked complete, the offense deck was spectacular, uh, so that was scary to see. But you go one week earlier, they looked like not a playoff team. Yeah, <laughs> they were so playing bad. everybody. So it's the inconsistency where the 49ers have been consistent. Basically, since week six or seven, they have been top three team the entire rest of the way. And that's even going through two quarterbacks, losing Jimmy G and then having Brock Purdy go the rest of the way. And McCaffrey has turned it up. Debo's back. I mean, Ayuk is getting involved. Purdy just looks good. Kittle, you know, he always had. So just consistency-wise, and again, you still have that defense. And again, the Cowboys even is playing well too, but San Francisco is the complete team consistently. So I'm going San Fran. No one has been able to like truly rattle Purdy yet. Which is I'm crazy. really interested to see. <laughs> If Micah Parsons is the guy to do it, yeah, I'm really interested to see if Micah Parsons can, if he gets enough pressure on him, which he will, he's going to get he through will. there. He'll get his. So, is he going to be able to rattle Brock Purdy? And um, I'm very curious to find out. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So uh, we both taking the Niners on that one. Yes, sir. So, so now you got, you got, got Jags. There. You said you took the Jags. <laughs> yeah, I took the Jags, Giants, Bengals, and Cowboys. Yeah. <laughs> So we both got Chiefs, we both got Eagles, you got Bengals, I got Bills, we both got Niners. Yep. All right. So we're gonna move on to the NFL challenge. The only yes. update we need here is you've got to replace one of your running backs. You had Austin Eckler. I know. And that was a bold move, but a good strategy. Uh they lost. So you've got to replace him with somebody. And you you're hoping now, walk us through your strategy, because you're hoping to get someone who's gonna make it to the Super Bowl, but you've got kind right. of an interesting so, logic we talked about here. I know, I, and I I really kept going back and forth here because I was thinking, all right. Do I go with literally the best running back who's still available? And and unfortunately, the two running backs I wanted to pick are playing each other because it's Miles Sanders and Saquon Barkley. Because I'm thinking, all right, the winner. Uh, my thinking was I want to get at least two games out of this running back I pick so I can get that multiplier. And I was like, okay, Miles Sanders could you know beat the Giants and then potentially beat the 49ers, go to the Super Bowl. That'd be great. On the flip side, he could lose that first game. And then I'd want to go, oh, Saquon Barkley could win a game. And if he loses in the NFC Championship, fine. But then I started thinking even more. I don't want to pick one of those two guys because I already have Christian McCaffrey as my other running back. 
So if either one of those guys makes it to the NFC Championship, I'm automatically going to lose one of my running backs. So then I'm thinking, okay, let's go to the other side. Let's go to the (laughs) AFC. So I can get – hopefully I'll get someone who at least makes it all the way. So then I'm looking at the running backs. I was like, I don't want to go with Jerry McKinnon because you have him and you have a one multiplier up on me already because you you took him during the bye week. And so you're just sitting on him waiting for him. So I'd already be behind you there. So I'm like, all right, do I really want – Devin Singletary slash James Cook. I'd have to choose one of them because they're doing a split backfield right now. I was like, Ugh. I'm going to contradict myself, I just realized. And I was like, Ugh, I don't want to pick Joe Mixon because he screwed me last year. And, well, he didn't screw me. He made it to the Super Bowl, but it, it the multiplier didn't help me at all because he was garbage. So it's like, I don't like Joe Mixon. <laughs> and then You hate Joe Mixon. That is very I well him. documented. I will never pick him for anything ever again. Even if someone drops him and he's having a great year, not. Oh, shut up. Oh, shut up. <laughs> uh, so then I was like, you know what? Why don't I just go YOLO, Travis Etienne? Even if he loses, I think he could still have a good game just because we talked about the Kansas City defense. He's the most dynamic running back player, d- dynamic running back left. So he could have me a big game. So I was like, yeah, I think I've just talked myself into Travis Etienne. <laughs> and then you and I were talking off air, like, no, I shouldn't do that. That's dumb. <laughs> I shouldn't do that. <laughs> That's dumb. You should do whatever you want, man. So I have decided I'm going to go with the AFC, but I've just realized I've contradicted myself, which is totally fine because they're two separate things. I am going with James Cook. Yeah, I think that's the right move, and I had a feeling you would do it. Here's why I think you can do James Cook, because you've already kind of hitched your wagon to the Bills in this pool. Yeah, you've got Diggs, you've got Allen, and you've got Tyler Bass as your kicker. Exactly. You've said – you're pretty heavy bills. And and when you get to a pool that has the size of ours, like if it's just the two of us playing, there's a little bit more, you know, canceling me out or taking more chances and hoping that you got somebody to stick or whatever. Right now you're going against guys that have Joe Mixon already. Yeah. You know, so that's one thing. Yep. Um, you're going against guys like Drader who took the Bengals pretty heavy. And so you basically, your chance to really win is probably if the bills win. And in that case, you need to take a bill right. and just go with it. There's you know, people- that they don't have. So even if he gets me seven or eight points, if he can make it all the way to the Super Bowl, that'll still multiply it enough to hopefully carry me through. So yes, yeah. I know that contradicts my pick 'em game pick. However, yes. as you said, I had already hitched my wagon to so many bills, it wouldn't make sense for me to then just add another bangle like a Joe Mixon, because then if they lose, then I'm screwed two positions as opposed to just the one. So I went with James Cook. Could bite me in the butt, but hey. All in. You're all, all in. in on the bills. Yeah. Do you wish that you had gone all in on the Bengals <laughs> before the challenge? Like do you uh, wish that you'd taken Burrow instead of Allen and Mixon, and then you'd been like, I'm set for now. I think again, I was just so anti-Mixon. I knew I couldn't go all in on the Bengals. <laughs> so that was probably why. The hate is it runs deep. It does, man. It does. Okay. Well, you could have gone with Pacheco. That would be I thought about too. it. I thought about it, but I was like, I don't see a Panchero in here. So Panchero. <laughs> Okay. All right. Fine. Um, well, there it is. I'll be sticking with my crew and hoping that Jarrett McKinnon has a big game. It, it's it is kind of funny because just like in fantasy, it sort of is against your rooting interest. You know, like right? I'd love. I want the Jags to win. I want the Jags to win. But I've got Mahomes and McKinnon in this playoff challenge, and of course, I want to win this, even if it's for no money or whatever. I'm just like, I just want right. to win whatever I'm doing. Pride, so it's all about pride. It's all about pride. Bragging rights. There it is. Okay. 
All right. Well, we just talked about our NFL challenge, but now it is time for some lost trivia. Oh, damn. So I went pretty light. You got to uh, go easy on me because it's, yeah, been it's been years. a while. It's it been a while. Been years. And I went pretty season one heavy just because. Because it's the oldest and it's the longest since I've seen no, it. Great. <laughs> honestly, I feel like that's the more memorable stuff as opposed to like in season four when they're living with the others and like, who's that? Like it got wild. And then true. True. So in the temples and Saeed was dead, <clears throat> but came back to life. But was he more of like a demon when he came back to anyway, you know what I'm it talking about? It did get really confusing too. Like, yes, that's true. And I'm not even and sure I would remember. What I, happened? I, I know I would remember like that. The island disappears. There's that donkey wheel and bend. So this is what I'm talking about. So I went season one, a little more basic. Okay. <laughs> Which is so funny because if you really think about it, season one, the whole season was just them trying to find shelter. And like a whole two episodes was finding water. Three episodes was lock hunting. And then they find this hatch at the end of the season. Season four through seven, it's just like, all right, we're flashing sideways. We're going here. Yeah, he's a mercenary. True. Ben is somehow in two places at once. Someone's in a different time zone or like a different time. <laughs> like, okay. That's true. That's true. The, the last <laughs> couple of seasons got so increasingly complex which is one yeah. of the beauties of the show it, it i mean it's also what people hated about it too because i think season not one all the lost, questions were answered but anyway season one of lost in my book the greatest season of any tv show ever the single wow. season of lost the best season of tv i had ever seen it up until that point and i i would maintain it's still that still that for me that's a bold statement cotton let's see how it works out for me but anyway a little season one but anyway you ready? Number I'm one. I'm as ready as I'm going to be. A le- relative layup, but it can be easily missed. What were the numbers? The numbers. Okay. Four. I remember they, it kind of doubled a little bit here. Four, eight, 15, 16, 23, 42. There it is. Those were the lotto numbers Hurley played. Just, Those were the numbers inscribed on the hatch. Everyone's like, what the hell are these numbers? Got to put them in the computer. Go. I mean, you just never forget that. I feel like those numbers... So many times, so many times. Right. Yeah. How many times was that played as lottery numbers after that came out, by the way? Oh, my God. Still, how many people are still doing that? You know, True. they're going to be haunted, though. Cursed. All right. This one's kind of I'm going to if you need the multiple choice, I'll give it to you. You probably will. What was the name of Walt's dog? And keep in mind, he opened the show and closed the show. Just yeah, saying. I was I was immediately thinking shadow, but I think I would. I, I can give I would, you multiple choice if you would like. I, yeah, I think I'd like the multiple choice. All right, we got Sherlock, Vincent, Goldie, or yeah. Lucky Vincent. <laughs> Vincent is. I don't know correct. why I went shadow. I don't. I guess I was thinking of uh, Homeward Bound. <laughs> Man, if I was smart, I would have put shadow. I would have just quickly changed the last one I had written down here yeah. with shadow. <laughs> Like shadow, shadow Vincent, but I've also had it. <laughs> shadow, correct. Vincent. It was Vincent, and yes, he closed and ended the show. So, fun. Good old Vincent, old Vincent, what a good dog. Was missing for a time, but they found him. All right, this was not season one, but you should know it anyway. What was the name of the island's protector? What Opposite of the... the man in black. Oh, Jacob? Jacob. It was Jacob. Nice. 
the mysterious figure you didn't know until you finally actually saw his physical form in what season four or five like, three oh, or four yeah actually a person because there was that one was it like season two where they're in the cabin and they think you saw this mysterious jacob that ben's like yelling at remember yeah, yeah. that was weird yeah anyway, it was jacob <laughs> it was jacob um God, I forget. You, you remember like some of the, this is a tangent, but you remember some of the people and what they've gone on to do since then or other things they've done, like whatever. You remember um, the man in black was Nestor. Yeah. Whatever his name is, who was on. Um, no, that, show we no, both that wasn't Nestor. Uh, the man in black. Nestor, I think his name is Nestor Carbonell. Um, yes. Not the man in black. That not was like his, black. It was his number one in command or Ben's number one. That's was, right. Uh, what was his name in the show? Uh but anyway, I know who you're talking about. Yes, that's Nestor. Yes. He's on another show that we love, The Morning Show. He's a weatherman. The morning, morning Show. show. The weatherman. Yep. Yako or whatever, right? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Very true. And I, as I was thinking about Lost Yanko. today, I was thinking which actors from Lost have actually gone on to have successful careers? Not many. Not uh, many. The most successful, and she was gone for a while, was Evangeline Lilly because she's she was able to get in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. She's the Wasp. But other than that, like she hadn't been doing much. And then the um, failed. Matthew Fox who, did nothing. Um, Matthew Fox did nothing. But the chick who was uh, Juliet, she was in a bunch of stuff after this around the same time frame. She was in yeah. all kinds of stuff. Several things. Same similar kind of stuff. I think was she in that V show, which is about like an alien invasion. She was in like a flash. I think she was in like flash forward, <clears throat> which is like uh, kind of the same thing. Like no, she was Penelope of- was. Penelope was in Flash Forward. Is that who it was? Yeah. There were but you're okay. right. Juliet was in some other things. She was in a bunch of stuff. Yeah. But then you gotta say Walt was in MKTO. MKTO. <laughs> I was like, is that Walt? It's Walt. <laughs> this ain't the that same sad song that they used to sing. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, was, first of all, not their biggest hit, but I like that one. American American Dream. Great song. dream. That was a jam. That was a jam. All right. Jacob was correct. <laughs> Jacob. Anyway, Jacob. All right. Uh, crap. Why can I not? Can't read your handwriting? I can't. All right, I'll just take it. I'll oh, take yeah, the I got it. I got it. All right. I'll take the dub. Who is Henry Gale? Henry Gale is, uh, he's the leader of the others. He's, <laughs> he's a squirrely looking glasses wearing guy. He's also Ben. Thank you. That's what I was looking for. Yes, Ben. But his the name he gives when they first meet him is Henry Gale. Yeah. Yes. Good job. Ben Linus was Henry Gale. Yeah. All right. Uh, four and four. Last one. Uh, initiative. Last one. What is the name of the man who was not on the manifest? In season one. At one point, Hurley... He's like, you know what? I don't know everybody's name here. Finds the manifest and starts going through and oh, okay, great, great, great. There's one name. There's an extra person because his name is not on the manifest. When they found out he was a spy for the others. Well, you're not talking about Henry Gale? (laughs) No, it was not Henry Gale. Henry Gale they found, remember, like hanging from a tree. This was in in season one. He was pretending to be part of the survivors. Yeah, working for the others. He spoil well, not spoiler, but hence he kidnaps Charlie and Claire. Yeah, starting to come back to me. 
I used to love Claire. <laughs> I was in on Claire. Okay, I don't remember the name. I don't remember. Ethan. <laughs> <laughs> yes, his name was Ethan. That's uh, right. Oh, uh, I remember that guy. Now that I think, now that as soon as I said his name, I remember him. I remember exactly yep. what he looked like. Charlie shoots him. I don't know the actor's name, but there you go. But yes, the name was Ethan. Very indistinct looking, very indistinct. His voice was kind of monotone, very. Yep. So he tall. came back, obviously, you know, so he was in that few episode series in, in season one, but then, you know, he would come back and flashback showing like when the they saw the plane crash, like Ethan, you go to that beach right now. You pretend like you're one of the survivors and then they would show all the flashbacks and stuff like that. That's right. Uh, That's right. That was yeah. kind of cool. Whenever you saw all that, you're like, Oh snap, that's when it happened. <laughs> oh, yep. Well, well done, man. It's been a while. You got four out of five. Not bad. Well Not bad. Those were, those were pretty easy for me. And I appreciate that. Cause it could have been easy back into it. You know, do you remember, you remember Lostpedia? Do you remember Lostpedia? Oh, of course. I mean, all it was like different... every episode you'd go on Lostpedia and you start digging up all the conspiracy theories and all the, this ties was... into the... I mean, this show was so genius at the time. It was like the only thing ever like it. It was so genius in that the, the idea at least was they'd already written all six seasons and they were, and so everything that you saw had a purpose, you know? And so there's a lot of like callbacks and a lot of what they call now in the video game world, the Easter eggs or all kinds of stuff for you to watch this show with. And so Lostpedia chronicled all of it. And it was like a trove of people who had nothing better to do but spend it. Well, honestly, hours. sometimes Lostpedia was more more fun than on, sometimes the episodes because you're like, oh, man. All right, so you'd watch an episode, wait like a couple hours, get on Lostpedia. Okay, what are people saying? What's, what's happen? happening? What is the theory? <laughs> what's going to happen? Yeah, it was, it was nuts. Yeah. It was a way of life. Lost was a way of life. <laughs> it was. And again, it's before like smartphones and all these different like spoiler stuff. And it's just, nope, true. this is what you got. And then you got to wait. And then you got to. <laughs> true, true. That was it. So there Very it is. Well done. Put J.J. Abrams on the map. That's for sure. It definitely did. And now he's gone on to make Star Wars, Star Trek. He's just the guy. Yeah. Eight millimeter, I think. Or <laughs> that one. <laughs> Wasn't that what it was called? Cloverfield? No, 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 no. He did one that was like a some old school camera i thought that concept. was uh spielberg the one with the kids yeah that was spielberg man i don't know which jj like abrams that. is heavily influenced by but yes agree or disagree when in rome <laughs> when in rome all right it's time for the <laughs> you can look it up right now it's <laughs> your dirty dozen you jerk. All right we're gonna do the <laughs> dirty dozen playoff props ddpp Back to this, and last week I beat you handily, six to five. Handily, yes. So eight millimeter was a sh- a movie starring Nicolas Cage in nineteen ninety nine. I don't think that's what I was talking about. Uh, yeah, that's definitely not what you were talking about. But anyway, uh, <laughs> Fanacek is going to destroy me if he's listening to this. I'm going to go on <laughs> YouTube and look it up and figure out what it was. Okay, um, we've got our first question to figure out playoff props. We're going to start with the games on Saturday. Three questions for each game. That gets us to a dozen this week. So who has the most receiving yards in the Jags Chiefs game? I've got some options here, and we've got the field. Travis Kelsey, Juju Smith-Schuster, Christian Kirk, Zay Jones, the field. (laughs) The field. Uh, I'm going to go with one Travis Kelsey. I just think, as as I always like to talk about Playoff time, March Madness time. You shorten your rotation. You go to your stud, 
Travis. Okay, fair enough. And I think that's a great that's a great um, guess. He's he's the most impactful player on both these teams. He's the X factor for the Chiefs. I agree. In playoff time, he comes out and just absolutely crushes people. So I don't disagree with that. Um, I forgot J.J. Abrams produced Alcatraz. Remember that show? Sure, watch yeah. that. It was, uh, it was a dud. We liked it. It was fine. It was. Um, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with Christian Kirk on this one. I think that I think some of his game script, some of his you know Jaguars behind, got to throw more. Um, I think Kelsey scores and maybe scores two or three times, but Damn. I don't know that like. I'm not gonna say they don't need him, but every now and then he'll he'll do like a 55 yard game, and he's still a That's huge true. impact. He'd be like seven catches. He's a chain mover and he's a touchdown scorer, you know. But um, if if the Jags have a shot, they, again Yolo, if they have a shot, they've got to just air it out. And okay. um, I could see it being and and like Christian Kirk is the best receiver on that team. Zay Jones has been one of their go tos. Kirk is their he's their speed guy. Um, it's gonna be a Marvin Jones day. Oh, it could be. It could be the field. Absolutely. It could be it could be Marquez Valdez Scantling. It could be Kadarius Tony. Like we have no idea. It could be Jerk McKinnon, for God's sake. <laughs> the field is probably the smart bet here, but uh I'm gonna go Kirk. Okay. All right. Next one we got over under passing touchdowns for one Travis Lawrence at one and a half. Travis Lawrence is gonna have uh... <laughs> <laughs> Travis Lawrence. I was thinking of Travis Etienne. because uh, <laughs> when you were talking about um just uh McKinnon over the Jags. Yeah. Excuse me. Trevor Lawrence at one Trevor and a half. Lawrence. Okay, uh, Super Eight. That's the movie I was thinking of, and it Super was JJ. It was JJ Abrams. Thank you very much. Super Eight. Suck on that. Uh, you said eight that. millimeter. So I did can't. say eight millimeter, but I said it may not be the name of it. They use an eight millimeter camera. That's kind of the whole concept, and that, it was called Super Eight because of that. Thank okay. you, thank you, Banachek. I've been redeemed. Ish. Ethan's an idiot. Ish. Okay, I'm going over on. Uh, Travis Law, Travis Lawson, Travis, Travis Lawrence, <laughs> Travis Lawrence, Trevor Lawrence over one and a half touchdowns. I too am going over. Coming off a of four, it's tough to take the under there, but that's what uh, DraftKings Sportsbook currently said at one and a half. Wow. Yeah, I'm going over. Yep. And uh, Mahomes is at two and a half, which I go over on that as well. <laughs> Parlay those together. Okay. Number three, will Jarek McKinnon score a touchdown of any kind? He's got like, Eight in the last six games, and they're all receiving. <laughs> I'm gonna say no. He's gonna say no. Yep. I think it's better odds that he wouldn't than that he would. Um, I'm kind of with you. I feel like I feel like randomly you're gonna see in the playoffs with the Chiefs, and they they always do this. It's always some new guy that you weren't really focusing as much on. The Patriots were they invented this. It was Danny Amendola <laughs> every fucking Super Bowl. It was Danny Amendola <laughs> three touchdowns. You know. Um, I feel like you're going to see a lot of Kadarius Tony. I think he's going to be unleashed, and until he gets hurt, I think he's going to be pretty studly. Uh, okay. You're going to see Miko Hardman, who, you know, when you take your attention off of him and put it on Juju and Kelsey, Miko Hardman or MVS lights you up. So I'm going to go no on this one as well, actually. Um, unfortunately, unfortunately for you, it's a hedge though. It's a hedge because I do hedge. want him to score. <laughs> All right, well, switching over to the Giants-Eagles. Will Daniel Jones and Travis Hurts combine for three-plus passing touchdowns? Saquon Hurts will have. (laughs) So um, these guys are at one and a half each on the over-under. I'm going to go with no on this one. Um, Jalen, man, Jalen, he'll get one touchdown pass on you, or he'll get none, but he'll run for two. You know, that's kind of his MO. 
as he runs for more than he throws almost, you know? So I'm going to go no. I don't feel great about that, but I think these defenses are both solid. Hmm. Yeah. Oh, man. You were a no-brainer yes. I've, I've gotten your head now. I was a no-brainer yes. Uh, Stay with it, man. All right, yeah. I'll say yes. I just yeah. think I think Jalen is going to kind of want to prove himself, and I think he's going to want to air it out. So, yeah. Going yes. I, I don't disagree with that. I think he's going to want to prove himself for sure. Maybe he gets two and Daniel Jones gets none. There you go. All right. Who has more rushing yards in this game? <clears throat> this is going to be tough for you, right? You got this Saquon. Is a tough one, you also man. got Daniel Jones. You got Miles Sanders. You got Jalen Hurts. And these Honestly, guys, what's funny is like, like Daniel Jones, Miles Sanders, and Jalen Hurts are all in DraftKings 45 to 55 yards over under. Isn't that crazy? They don't have no. Saquon up yet. It's not because I've had Saquon my whole the whole season, obviously, and I'd be like looking, checking up on the Giants box. So I was like, "Why is Daniel Jones leading in rushing?" And yeah. he was last week. He was last week, even though uh, Saquon scored two touchdowns. Daniel Jones had more yards. Uh, I'm gonna go Daniel Jones. What the hell? Oh wow! Yeah, you got the field as well. FYI. I get Daniel Jones and the field. Perfect. Give me that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Boston Scott is the giant killer. That's what they call him. He <laughs> usually has big games against the Giants. Uh, I don't think he'll lead in rushing yardage, but he'll probably get a touchdown. All right, take the field then. Do it. I'm going to go with uh, – <clears throat> ah, this is a tough one. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick with Saquon on this one just because he's the one that has the ability to break one, yeah. you know? I, I think the Eagles rush defense is better than the Giants. So I was I was tempted to take Miles Sanders. I don't think you're going to see Jalen running a ton in this game because of the injury. So I don't, I don't think you're going to see him totally loose on this one. I, hope I don't think Daniel that. Jones is breaking loose on the Eagles defense. Nah. I just see him yeah. scrambling a good amount. Yeah. Like, but the Eagles defense and the Vikings defense are very, very different. True. But so, I do I do get nervous when Daniel Jones sees the 20, he might trip over it again. So that's, that's true. That's again. true. <laughs> <laughs> the only problem is every time he, fought, he trips right around the 20 every time. Oh, and there he goes. <laughs> and there he goes. Can't leave that much uh, yardage in front of you. <laughs> depth perception. Messes with the depth perception. <laughs> All right. Well, flowing right into it. Will da- will Jalen Hurts score a rushing touchdown? You just said he wasn't probably going to be running that much. Was he going to score a rushing touchdown? I know it makes me nervous because I just said that, and I kind of convinced myself that he's not going to run that much, and um, I don't think he will. But I do think he scores a rushing touchdown. I too is I do as well. Me too. I too. I too do do as well. <laughs> okay, we're moving on to the Bills Bengals. Give you some more heartache on this one and, and a heartburn. Yeah, no you have the most receiving yards in this game? You got Jamar Chase and T. Higgins. You got Stephon Diggs and Gabe Davis. And then you got the field, including Cole Beasley and Tyler Boyd. Yeah. But not limited to. But not limited to. Um, hmm, this is tough. I I mean, I'm I'm down to Chase and Diggs. I don't know. Davis might score the touchdowns, but I don't I'm down to Chase and Diggs. Davis has those four for one thirty games though too. You know, he like, does. He'll give me Jamar. Touchdown. Give me Jamar here. Yeah, you know where I'm going. Jamar. I'm I'm all in on Jamar. T Higgins, you got it. <laughs> I love T Higgins too. You do. All right. Over under passing yards. Burrow and Allen combined at five forty four. That is a lot. Yeah, they're like two fifty, two seventy. 260 275 kind of in that range um each 
Um, God, I missed this so bad on Dak and Brady, and, and that was more stupid because Brady I puts that shit in every game I anyway. That one. Yeah, he did. Um, I don't know. I mean, Bur- the only thing that concerns me here is like both of these guys can throw for 220 in the game, and they can get three touchdowns. It depends on if you have a short field or not. They can get three touchdowns, or they can, it could be a low-scoring game. Like I have no idea what's going to happen here. I'm going to take the over and just assume it's just going to be a complete – it's a complete shit fest. I was, hope, I was hoping you were going to go under because I, I was locked in it over. I was locked in. And so yeah, I figured like that, they each get 275. That's no problem for them. And that's 550 right there. Yeah, so, I know. Yeah, I mean, either one of these guys could go over 300 easy. Right. But they could so, also, they've also, you look at Burrow's game log. I mean, he's been at 220 several times. We were kind of like, yeah. that's all, you know, but they still won and they crushed it and he did great or whatever. But like, it's not always huge yardage but then again like, i just feel like this 85 yard touchdown to somebody will we'll open this thing wide open yeah i just feel like this is gonna be a shootout so damn okay damn. Here, here's if it's gonna be a shootout will there be two plus touchdowns two or more touchdowns scored between jamar chase and stefan Diggs? so they, i was gonna say initially say will both jamar and Diggs score a touchdown and then i said you know right. what make it a little bit easier will there be two uh, or more touchdowns combined between the two of them affirmative yes, yes. you say yes and out of bonus, I'm just curious. Do you think they each score? Yes. Yeah, you do. I think they're both scoring. I'm going to say yes as well. Um, if you were to ask me if they both scored, I'd probably say no, just, just from an odd standpoint. But uh, Jamar's going to have three, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> He's going to have three. Oh, okay. Now we're switching. Cowboys Niners. Over under passing touchdowns for a touchdown himself, Brock Purdy. Oh, at Rock, one and a half. Excuse me. At one and a Rock half. Purdy, one and a half, over under, one and a half touchdown passes. So the Cowboys defense is a lot better than the Seahawks defense. And Purdy is consistently has been a two touchdowns a game guy. So I think it's hard to say he won't have two touchdowns, but um, I think this could be a lower scoring game. I could very easily see him with like 240 yards and one touchdown in this one. Um, but I mean, I'm not going to be the idiot who goes against him. So I'm going to say, I'm going to say over. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> I keep hoping. Like, You're you going to go under. Let him go under. I'm, it's, you may be a lot more confident than I am, but like this thing, this thing has got to, this train's got to come off the tracks at some point with him. And I'm not saying you're going to lose, but um, he ain't going to be putting up 280 and three touchdowns on everybody, you know? Uh, I got him at the over. Uh, okay. Brandon Ayuk owes him one, as he said. So true, he did drop one last time. It would have been four touchdowns for him. He owes him. Um, so yeah, I got the over. Okay. So we talked about Micah Parsons being the X factor for the Dallas defense. Will he record a sack in this game? Ooh, that's a good one. He's gonna get a ton of pressure. I'll tell you that much. Uh, will he get a sack? Huh. Yeah, he will. Yeah. My only concern with uh, Parsons is he usually lines up to the quarterback's right, and that's not your blind side. And so, like, you're going to see him coming, and you're going to try and get rid of it, right? Um, yeah. But he's I'm a yes so... on him. I'm so in on him, and I think he's such a freaking monster. I'd love Micah Parsons. I think this guy is a complete beast. Penn State. Um, yeah, Penn State. So I'm I'm a yes on him, but it, my like I said, my biggest concern is that you're going to see him the whole time, and you're going to know exactly where he's at every minute. Because uh, he's right over there, and you're looking at him, and that uh, that does make me nervous for Brock Purdy in general. But uh, this will be the test, man. This is the one. Okay. All right. And then over under ten and a half touches for Debo, not receptions. 
touches, yeah. so including rushes. What you got? Yeah, he had he had nine last week. They're starting to get him more receptions, and um, they're starting to split that workload again. This looks more like playoff Debo from last year, um, where you just see him become unstoppable. Um, ten and a half is a lot, though. I mean, I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna stay. I think I'm gonna stay under that. It's probably nine or ten, but I think I'm gonna stay under that. You're going under I too. Was, I was under. So what do we have different here? We don't have that many different. Um, okay, we, got, we got rushing yards in the Giants game. You got Daniel Jones. <laughs> uh, we got the three plus passing touchdowns between Hertz and Daniel Jones, and then you've got Travis Kelsey, and I got Christian Kirk as the most receiving yards in the Jags Chiefs. So three different picks this week. Not that many. That's okay. That's fine. Let's just That's get fine. more than five and six. That's true. Let's just get more than five. Yeah. Yes. Oof. All right. Well, appreciate the dirty dozen, man. Yeah. Honestly, I'm really looking forward to it. For whatever reason, I'm least interested in the Giants-Eagles game. I don't know why. I just think it's like... Ugh. I'm with you. But you should be interested because you get two Penn State boys there. I know. I get two running backs going against each other. I saw them both. They're both fun to watch. But I don't know. It's just... Obviously, you got the bills Bengals. You got the craziness of the Jaguars, and then you know the the Niners boys is just a historic. That's a classic. Anyway. That's a throwback so, rivalry. That's good. Yeah, so I don't know. That, that game just seems a little blah to me. But anyway, uh, it's great. All great matchups. They're basically the ones you want to see. Let's be honest. No one really wanted the Vikings in there. <laughs> um, true. True. No one really cares. So, man, yeah, it's gonna be a great weekend of football. Can't wait to see it. Uh, we'll see who got more of the dirty dozen, right? Kemmer got four to five lost picks, got some good mojo going for him. So going to play the numbers this weekend, play the numbers, hit the lotto. I mean, it's just gonna be a great weekend. Just remember those numbers. What are they again? Kemp? Four, eight, 15, 16, 23, 42. <laughs> you forgot. And your lucky bonus ball. 42. Yeah. All right. So until next time, keep on folding. Hold it. Hold it.